Welcome to Life on Less Meds, a podcast that reveals the truth about drug side effects and the best strategies to manage them. And now your host, Dr. Yosef Wittering. I'm Yosef Wittering, and this is a disclaimer for an interview that I did with a Scientologist. Um, so this came with a bit of uh, controversy over on Twitter where the idea came from. And the idea to do the interview series was, uh, you know, with me being a critical psychiatrist, I wanted to know what uh, Scientology members learned about psychiatry growing up and then really kind of explore the ways that our views differ and actually may be similar on some, on some things. Uh, I hosted a poll on Twitter uh, asking about whether the interview should be aired, and it was approximately an 80-20 split. You know, 80% of people thought that it would be okay to air the interview, but, but 20% of people had some problems. And I thought I would address some of those criticisms just to make sure that the interview is really uh, viewed in the way it was intended. So number one, the first criticism was that um, my role in the uh, community for advocating for psychiatric drug harms was too important to uh, risk you know, my reputation being tarred with something as controversial as the Church of Scientology. And so I thought about this uh, a little bit. And one, I think that, you know, just by me doing this, and even if I didn't do this, people are still going to be lobbying kind of claims that I am a Scientologist because that's what they do with all critics of um, psychiatry. And even though I'm Catholic, I'm sure we're going to hear it with or without this interview. The other thing that I that I also thought about was that um, it's kind of a more of a personal one. I, I'm kind of done with not being uh, just interested and, and following my interests um, because uh, really I did that, you know, I didn't do that for a lot of time during my residency, you know, practicing as a more conventional psychiatrist and that didn't lead me to a good place. And uh, now I question everything. I'm intrigued in everything and that's kind of just who I am. And so I'm going to follow my interests. But with that being said, I think people will still be a little bit upset because they might want me to be more of a um, uh, upfront figure or maybe even a mouthpiece for some of these communities. And really, that's not my intention, um, you know, is to be some figure. There's probably someone out there who is a little bit better for that role and, and might actually be a bit more kind of PC in the way that's needed. Um, my real uh, intentions with a lot of the content that I make is one to put out great videos that give people a really good diagnostic overview of psychiatric drug harms, talk about the treatments, talk about the tapering strategies, but it's also to explore um, controversial views about psychiatry. And sometimes that's going to involve talking to people like Scientologists. Um, other things I want to say is just because I'm doing this interview doesn't mean that anyone that I work with um, is uh, condoning of this or condoning of the church? Obviously not. You know, this is just me and my decision to be curious in this. And then finally, there was another concern that some people might see an interview like this that is not critical to the extent that they want it to be about the church and then might be convinced to go and join it. This interview is not designed to be a critique of Scientology. This interview is designed to be an exploration of their views on psychiatry. Uh, and I also don't baby people over here on this channel. So, um, you know, if you see this interview, just go and uh, do your own research on it. And that's you. That's your responsibility as an adult to, to figure out, um, you know, your perspective on the church. Uh, so with that being said, um, I hope you enjoy this interview. All right. So, Tad, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, uh, Tad here is a, a Scientologist and I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> and so this may seem like kind of an interesting conversation uh, for, you know, two of us to say. And, um, you know, 
I know people love the drama out there, but you know what I'm going to say out front is, you know, just because we're talking to each other does not mean I'm a Scientologist and does not mean that Tad agrees with everything I'm saying, you know, so we're just two people here trying to have a, a really interesting conversation actually about, um, uh, psychiatry, you know, um, about what Tad has, uh, what what Tad's opinions are of psychiatry, what he's learned in the Church of Scientology. And uh, he's going to be firing some questions back at me if they come up about kind of my thoughts about uh, psychiatric medication. And I think we can kind of challenge and explore different perspectives. Uh, and I think it's going to make for a really interesting interview. So, uh, Tad, thanks for being up for this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Yeah. So I always, you know, I... I grew up in Sydney. I know Scientology, uh, that you guys have like a, a footprint over there, but yeah. it was never anything I was exposed to. So pretty much my only exposure to Scientology is, and I mentioned this when we were talking on the phone the other day, was just essentially negative things in the media, people making fun of the religion, things like that. And that was kind of all I knew until I was like, in my training, and I would go to conferences like the APA. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the American Psychiatric Association conference, but no. uh, yeah, but usually there's a there's a group from CCHR or you know Scientologists, and they and they pick it at the front. So I was used to being kind of on the other side of that, kind of looking out there, and for a long time during my training, just being like. Like what on earth is going out there? You know, these guys have these, you know, psychiatry kills, uh, you know, psychiatrists like killing people signs. And then I kind of went through my training and I started to actually have a lot of critical views about psychiatry. Um, and that was, you know, very interesting for me. So, um, a lot of my audience as well have very critical views about psychiatry. They come from places where they've been massively harmed. I mean, I'm talking like their lives completely and utterly destroyed, like seeing a psychiatrist was the worst thing that ever happened to them, you know, and they would never, ever do it again. So that's that's mainly who kind of listens to me on, on my podcast. Um, so I think that that's a little bit about my background. And so I, I think a really interesting place... To start is, um, you know, not to focus on, I guess, you know, Scientology is controversial. There's a lot of things going on, but we're really going to focus just on psychiatry uh, now. So let, let's kind of just jump okay. right into that. What do, what do you learn about psychiatry uh, uh, growing up uh, as a Scientologist? Because you, you are second generation. You, your parents were Scientologists. Yeah. I'm a second yep. generation yeah. Scientologist. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And in terms of what, what, what you learn, I mean, there's, there's a... I guess, uh, so when I was a kid, I don't think that there was an, uh, really a whole heck of a lot that one could learn because mm -hmm. there, the, there, 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 was, there was definitely an opinion that, uh, that, that most Scientologists espouse with respect to, 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 to psychiatry, but, that, but it's a, um, I don't know, I think that, that the more, the more that uh, there's been a lot more uh, multimedia that, that, that the church has produced uh, and, and that CCHR has produced and, and, and it ends up lending lending it to uh lends one to have a, a a more nuanced viewpoint of uh of both of the subject as a whole and also who who are the individuals involved because you could just say you know a a, a subject mm -hmm. is a is, is bad but that would that would infer that every last person involved in that subject is bad uh and and i don't believe that to be the case and i don't know that anybody else in 
that I know in Scientology even believes that to be the case. I mean, so, so you, you mentioned CCHR, that's the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. Uh, that is a, um, that, that's an organization and a foundation that, 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 that uh, was started by both, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it is sponsored by the Church of Scientology unabashedly. Mm -hmm. But it was started by a psychiatrist. Thomas Saas, Thomas Saas, um, right? The myth of mental illness. Thomas Saas, yep. that's yep. right. And so, uh, so if, if you were to say that all psychiatrists are one hundred percent bad, then then obviously then that, that would introduce its own contradiction right there because you're so so so. I guess that's where you go. Okay, okay. It, 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 I think it's a it's a it, it is a wise idea generally to to, to start differentiating as to okay, so what 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 about this do I have do do, do I have a problem with, or do Scientologists have sure. a problem with, uh, and uh, what, what what parts are at odds with as a as a group? Sure, I think that's I think that's great to lay the foundation. You know, is it a complete rejection of like using medications? Maybe that's the first place place to start. You know, is that generally the position of uh, I mean of yourself or, or you know those that you talk to within the church that there's no no real place for the use of uh, mood altering drugs for um, uh, you know, when people are distressed, uh, maybe we could start there as one of the principal things. Sure. And, and I guess, I guess one thing before we get too heavily into this, so I'm church. And so any, any views that I'm going to have here, you're going to get my views and, and my views as, as, as a Scientologist. So, so that's, so that's going to be the first disclaimer here. Um, that being said, uh, by and large, that th this is, and I guess that when, when you start talking about the difference between a mood-altering drug and other uh, things, which which would because because uh, I'm sure you've I've already seen things on your podcast and on Twitter and so forth where where j just even calling a mood-altering drug medication, um, your 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 the inference there is that there's something physically that's 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 a miss that you're trying to fix and you're trying to equate a medication like that with something like that's correcting, you know, heart arrhythmia or something like that, like some, some actual physical disorder with the body that, that, that needs to be fixed. You've got, you know, some bowel distress or something. So you need a medication to go and help you with something like that, or, you, you, you know, a, a disinfectant, a, a, an antiviral or something like something that is, that's actually handling something. And the other side of things, which would be, which would be, a mood altering drug. And in terms of like, by and large, do I think that there is a place for that? Um, I don't think that there's a place for that. And um, because, and I guess if I was to explain my position there, um, the, uh, it kind of stems from the fact that, um, that like as a, as a Scientologist, one of the, one of the, one of the first, I guess, uh, things that you could say is a, is a, is a is is a premise that a lot of things are based on is is that a a, a an individual is um is is the cause point or has agency over his own feelings and um and the feelings that one has is is something that is 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 caused and created by the person himself and not by some disorder in the body that needs to be physically handled it's a and it and it and and in and of itself, it's not a, is any, okay. If you take something like, uh, like an upset, right? So, uh, whatever you're, you, you, mm -hmm. you, you fell off your bike. Uh, you, you, you're, 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 you're mad at your spouse for some reason, for some, something that went awry. You've, you're, you got fired, you know, or something like that. Right. 
So if you're upset at the fact that you got fired, the problem, that's an indicator. That's a, that's a, that's a manifestation that happened. It's not necessarily the, 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 the problem. So any uh, dousing of, numbing of, changing of the feeling that you're, that you're, you're creating there is not going to solve whether or not you got fired. It's not going to, it's not going to bring home a paycheck or something like that. It's, 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 it's an indicator. And so that's where, that's where I, I guess for, for, for us, that's, that, that's where, that's where the initial divergence occurs in, in, in that, mm -hmm. uh, we're by and large, not, uh, of the, uh, of the opinion that if you're feeling a certain way, that something needs to ha be handled about that feeling, it's, that's an indicator of, of something that's happening in life. I guess I, if that makes any sense. If I, if I were to recap, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're really against the idea that negative emotions are, you know, are, are thought to be coming from a medical disorder, Correct. like a biological problem. And so if you, you know, if you're against that, then you, you know, the use of them, you, you don't want them, you, you know, being thought to be fixing like a, like a medical condition when, right. like you said, it could be due to a conflict in the person's life, which probably needs to be addressed. Correct. So, so, and if I was to, to, to go at it another way, the, um, one of the other first premises in Scientology is, is that, is that the individual is basically good. He's not basically broken. He's basically, he's basically good. Things are going to happen to him that, that are going to him or her that are going to go and, and, you know, make you start uh, acting irrationally or, or, or the things in your, in your life that you want fixed or something like that. But, but by and large, you're, you're good. You're not basically broken and can only be made better by endless meddling and tinkering with the manifestations. Sure. Sure. So does, um, and this, this may be a point of divergence, at least, um, now with, with, uh, opinions. So I would say, I, I do believe that there is something called schizophrenia and I do believe that people can, um, grow up and, you know, have a constellation of symptoms that's a fairly repeatable pattern of, you know, psychosis and it doesn't, and it doesn't get better. Um, do you, what's Scientology's take on, on things like that? Is that, is that a, is that a real condition or is it something that's like, like when you hear about someone who has schizophrenia, is that more thought of like they, they have schizophrenia, not because of maybe a brain disorder or a genetic component, but may, you know, because of some kind of trauma or something that's going on. Like, is there a place in there for, you know, this group of people that might have that, that, that passion. Sure. Well, so yeah. And I, and I think that there's a lot of things that you could identify. Like if you just go through the DSM and just say that, so, that, so are, are you saying that none of those things that are, that are delineated in the DSM are observable uh, in, in the world? Like, I, 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 I won't say that because, because you, you can make any observation about, about an individual and how they're reacting to their surroundings or how, how are they reacting on a normal basis and say, good, yeah, that I, I see that in front of you. Cause you could like, Somebody could be depressed that, you know, they could have any other, it's either acute or it's happening all the time, or it happens during only when certain things happen, but, but they're, but they're super sad or super glum or have no energy or whatever it is. And that's something that could be observed, whether I'm observing it as a Scientologist or whether you're observing it as a clinician, that it, it doesn't really matter that those, those still the same symptoms, you and I could sit in the same room and look and say, do you see that? And, the, and, and I'd say, yeah, 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 I see that. 
And I'd say, do you see that? And you say, oh, yeah, I totally see that. We both we would observe the same things on the individual. And in terms of what you then got to do about that, fine, there, there may be a point of divergence. But I think that this is where um, uh, there's, there's, there's a third avenue between you, me, and, and somebody else in terms of their, what is their, what is your, um, what's the end state? What's the end goal? Like, do you want to have somebody um, chronically dependent on your constant interventions for the rest of their life? Or do you want to put them in a position where something gets solved? It's done. Like, I was, I was sad about this all the time, and now I'm not, and it's done. Like, like is, is that the goal? And I think that there are some uh, in, in the psychiatric profession, and, I, and again, I'm, I, I, I'd have to you know, have an individual in front of me before I start naming names. I'm not going to say everybody or make a big generality about it, but I, I would say in some cases that in, in institutional psychiatry, there's no real, um, there's no real thought that somebody's going to get cured. That's not, not really the purpose of, of like, you know, getting the person institutionalized is not necessarily... You're not trying to say, good, let, we're going to make this guy all the way, you know, a cause of his own feelings again, and he's going to be a great individual and he can get back to his life. Not necessarily the purpose when you are got the guy tied up and, 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 you know, and you're shocking him or something like that. Like, that's not, that's not the goal in that case. Mm-hmm. So, um, so but, but, but I think that, that's, that's, that, that, that is the, that, that's the other thing about when, you, when you're talking about medication, and if you're talking about um, abating the symptoms that you're seeing, because again, again, if you've got somebody in front of you and they're, they're in front of both of us and, and, you, and you see a symptom, you could say, well, do you, do you, you know, obviously that symptom is undesirable to be in that, in that way is undesirable. So what are we going to, what are we going to do about that? And, um, and, and I think that that goal is the, is the, and the, and, and the purpose and the, and the end state that you're, that you're, trying to put in place, I think is, 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 is the point of divergence there. You know, I'll try and, I'll try and recap and sure. please correct me if I go wrong. So, so when it comes to, um, you know, something like a schizophrenia or a psychotic condition, it doesn't really matter what you call it, you know, whether you, what I'm imagining from your position, it's like, whether it comes from a medical problem or something else, you know, you observe the behavior, sure, they can be in some kind of pattern. The real thing is, okay, whatever. They're, they're, it's, it's a pattern of cognitive deterioration with, with some psychosis. It's a chronic condition. We can, we can see that. Why is it caused? I don't know. But we're going to think about the solution. And so the position of the Scientologist is let's go with a non-drug solution mm-hmm. because we think that's going to be better for them in the long run, right. not to be dependent on medication. Is that a, is that a fair recap? I think that's a fair recap. And I think that, um, I think it's also, it, it's a, I guess if you're just to try to just say, uh, like in, in, in any case, you're going to look at it from the standpoint of, I would like to solve the root cause of whatever the condition is so that it's, so that when it's done, it's handled and it's handled terminatedly. Um, as opposed mm-hmm. to abating symptoms. And um, I mean, t- to me, uh, if I was going to try to explain that difference and, and, and how I see that my, my view of uh, SSRIs and basically any psychoactive substance, which, which when, you're taking, when you're talking about that, you're also not just talking about medically 
you know, uh, a clinically prescribed, you know, Adderall or Xanax or something like that. But that also comes to, to, to any other, you know, uh, largely or, or, or small psychoactive substance to do. And you can do like alcohol, right? Uh, or, 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 or any other street drugs or something like that. Mm-hmm. In, in, in any of those cases too, the, 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 the goal is not necessarily to hit, you know, nobody's saying, okay, good. The, the, the solution to my problems with my wife is I really just don't have enough liquor. Like there's nobody, nobody's going to have that conclusion. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but, but again, it's, it's like, you're, you're, you're going to try to numb symptoms. So, so if I was going to try to make it similar, so, so my line of work, I, I do systems engineering for big cloud stuff, big architectures and stuff like that. So if you're going to have a, a system, let's say it runs a big website, the ideal situation for that to be in is to not have me intervening all the time. It should just run. It should just roll, right? Okay. If it's not, it's got indicators as to why it's not healthy. Those come in the form of alerts and pages, and I've got a whole wall of graphs and stuff like that that I've got that show, oh, this is running a little hot over here. I don't have enough storage over here. Uh, I need, I need, you know, more capacity over here. Those are all indicators. My view of the 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 SSRI prescription avenue is if somebody is um, if somebody's getting prescribed a drug because of an indicator that they're seeing, they're anxious in school, and so you're going to take an anti-anxiety medication. You're you're doing the equivalent of me seeing that there's a problem on my systems and I'm going to turn that graph off. Now I can't see that it's running hot. Now I don't see the indicator mm-hmm. anymore. And, um, and to me, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it, 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 it's, it's quite similar to that it is, is, is if I don't, if I don't have, if I turn my phone off and I turned off email notifications and now I'm not getting any, now there's no problem. And now all the only, the only interventions I have to do is when it goes all the way down, which to me is like, you know, when, when somebody has a complete breakdown, that's, that's, that's how I see the, 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 the either using drugs or, or the, the lighter form of that, which is alcohol, which by the way, mm-hmm. I don't drink either. Scientologists, I'm not going to say Scientologists don't drink. There's plenty of Scientologists I know that drink. Nobody I know drinks to excess. Uh, and, and I haven't had anything to drink really in yeah. years. So, uh, it, but it's, it's, it's just, anyway, I, I don't know if that analogy makes it, it's not a perfect analogy, but, but it's, but it's, I think that's, it's kind of why I see it. No, I, I understood. I understood what you said. I mean, the, the whole, I mean, key concepts I'm pulling out of there is like, um, you want to get people functioning with as little external intervention as possible by giving them the tools they need to do well. And if, if things are turning up and you're suspecting that they are those, they're warning signs of things that are wrong. You don't want to suppress those warning signs because fixing those problems would be better right. in the long run for those people. Right. And, and then you have to also then obviously if you're going to do that, you have to assume that you have the tools and know how to, to fix the root cause. Cause if you don't have those tools, then you're, you have no other choice, but then to abate the symptoms. Right. And it, you know what I mean? Like, because if I, if I say, oh yeah, I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to do any of that. Then, then I'm assuming that, that there is a valid therapy that actually could abate the symptoms and, and, and fix the root cause. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you kind of went there because what, what if there is, uh, you know, what if there are severe, um, severe problems that are going on that, 
you know, there's no amount of, I mean, everyone's kind of sitting around and they're looking at it and they're going, there's no amount of auditing that's going to fix this aggressive autism or whatever's going on. I mean, in, in cases like that, or maybe it's like, maybe it's someone who's really elderly and they're having a pretty severe dementia and, you know, families just trying their best to keep, keep them in the home, you know, financial resources are tight. They would love to have like a, a nurse there who could help and care, but maybe they don't. And, you know, grandma's just got a year to live. Let's, she gets confused and wonders like maybe the less, the, the, the most simple thing is to give her a little bit of antipsychotic because it calms her down. Is there any space for this kind of more informed and judicious use of medications when, you know, if all reasonable people got together in the room, they're like, listen, on the balance of things, like we understand this is a drug. We understand this is drugging her symptoms, like pretty much just to keep her with her family who are really struggling to look after. Her. Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah oh, you know, we wish we could have someone sit with her the whole time. And obviously that's great, but, you know, money's tight and we live in the real world. Is there any space for... Uh, you know, thing, things like that, where it's just like in worst case scenarios, these things can be these little bumpers. Um, and you don't have to speak for the church. I mean, just I, I, I don't know, you know, how, what, what do you think about scenarios like that, where, when it, where it is kind of like true informed consent? I, I, I feel like that, that there is. So there's the there's the ninety nine and a half percentile of of folks that are out there. And then there's extreme edge cases. Yep. This is an and, extreme. Edge. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and fine. And, and I, and, and the, and the thing is too, is, is that you do have, you do have people mm -hmm. that, um, and I've seen these myself too, where you have somebody who is there, there's, there's, um, there's somebody who says, oh, well, this guy's irritated at his wife all the time. That's not an extreme case. No. Right. You have somebody who is legitimately self-destructive and he, every time there's a sharp object nearby, you don't know if he's going to kill somebody with it. Right. Like, like that's, and that's not the 99 and a half percentile. That's, that is, that is a, that, that that's, that's, a, that's an extreme small part of the pie chart Yeah. in terms of people. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and for, and for those, um, uh, I, I don't necessarily have, uh, uh, a strong opinion on that because I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not trained on how to, on how to deal with somebody who is legitimately destructively psychotic. Mm -hmm. it, like that, that's yeah. to me that, that is, that's that that's a case where I go good I the main like the main therapy that that you'd end up doing as a as a Scientologist is is your is your you're you're not going to be trying to directly engage with something like that as somebody like me who is not trained on how to deal with somebody like that I'm, I, I I wouldn't even be involved so so I do think there's 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 a space for there there is a space for 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 some kind of other handling as long as also your handling in that case is you're not just trying to subdue the person um you know, I don't know. It, it, it's it, it's it's a if, if you're like you said, if it's it's informed consent, you're you're really trying to do what the, what, what it, whatever is the best thing for this person for for this individual uh, with with all the resources that you have, then fine. You know, I, I think I think that there's there, there's there's a space for that and, and used judiciously. Because I, um, I I don't think again this is this is my this is my thought, but, yeah. but this is this is um, and I'm 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 yeah, and I I don't think a lot of people would give Scientologists credit for 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 maybe being able to to have that I, I know i came into this being like oh it, it's a it's an absolute like no never but um i mean life is no, complicated I mean, I've, I've heard people that, that yeah that, that, yeah that, that try to come to me and say yeah. oh well you, you you go you don't even go to hospitals i'm like what are you talking about i you know my 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 daughter 
broke her arm doing cheerleading. Like, you think I'm going to try to like, you know, do some voodoo or something on it? Like, that's that's not what we do. You you, you go to a, somebody get the bone set and get a cast on it. Like, we're, we're, it's you, you use use the tool for 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 what what's what's at hand there. Mm-hmm. But um, but so yeah, so we're 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 100 like not like against medication altogether. But um, but I but I think that the that the the um, you've got you've got dealing with people who are who are truly destructively insane and can't be trusted for for ten seconds by themselves because they're just completely gone. There's that, and then there's everybody else that has been getting retail marketed to to say you know basically every problem in your life you should probably just be taking yeah. these pills. And that, and that's that. To me, I, there there is a there is a differentiation there. And I don't know if you can answer this. I'm going. To, this is going to be a big kind of assumption, but let's say like, you know, if there was that situation there where you know maybe it's not like a maniac or something like that, but it's like a you know a community member. They have an elderly parent who has some kind of dementia. You know, it's progressing and there's behavioral problems. And yeah, it did come down to that, and they were just saying, you know, if we don't give them this this medication like no one can stay awake with them in the middle of the night it helps them stay through the night it's keeping them in the house like would that i mean is that something that you think would be reasonably accepted by the majority of scientologists that you know it's just like hey we we feel your pain and that's like really challenging and i know you probably didn't want to do that but i guess you're trying to keep your dad at home and I mean, that sucks, but you got to do what you got to do. Or, I mean, is that more, would you say you're an outlier or would you say that most of the people that you would talk to would be like, kind of like, like, I get it. Like, you know, you, you've got two bad options, right? Like, I think, so I, I, I I'm not going to speak for, for, for everybody yeah, that I know I'm or not, something like that, but, but I, but, but by and large, it, it, the, the, the vast, I mean, the vast majority of Scientology are, are extremely pragmatic, and and it's 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 a, you're gonna you're gonna look at the options that are in in front of you, for 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 any situation, and so you're gonna go good. So what what are here here we are, you know you know gra- grandpa's grandpa's you know eighty nine, and here's what's happening right now. What are what are we what are our options right now? And so mm-hmm. you're gonna get you're you're gonna be practical about that, and and so. Um, Obviously, also though, most Scientologists are going to lean heavily away from yep. um, uh, a, a, a psychoactive substance. Yep, and um, they're going to lean heavily, heavily away from that unless they're unless literally we're 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 out of options here, and then this is what we're doing or something like that. But most Scientologists, I would say, would would lean heavily away from that. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna segue towards another topic, but I want to give you a moment. Did, is there anything okay. we didn't cover on the topic of um, medication use before I kind of jump over that that you wanted to uh, maybe ask me about, or maybe you well, wanted to sh- kind of share? Well, so I, I guess so I, I was thinking about this. I I, I because I, I, th- I think one one question that 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 I would I would imagine that somebody like you would come up with would also be like, so why, why are you so heavily against it? Like what, what's so wrong? What, what, what's so, what, why, why would you be so diametrically opposed to this to the point where you would go protest in front of a, in front of an APA convention? Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. 
Like what, 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 what is, what, why is that? I'm right. I'm glad, and I I'm guess, glad you brought so, that up because I actually have some questions on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so in the end, so, uh, with, 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 with anything that's going on in life, you, you'd want to be able to, to, to have avenues open to be able to, 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 to solve problems for people. And, and, and I know that you, you like, so I'm a Scientologist and, and you're a psychiatrist, but in the end, if you've got somebody, if you've got somebody in, in your office and they've got an, an issue, you're going to want to try to solve it. You're going to want to use the tools that you're, you're trained on to be able to solve that for the person. Right. And with, with obviously with, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping my, my, my re, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but, but, but my, my, my read on you so far is that you're, 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 you've got a good patient outcome in mind. You're like, I want to, I want to have this person be better sure. at the end of all this. Right. So, and so if you're going to make a, an analogy to like, um, to like a medical handling, right. Um, let's just say you got somebody with like a, they got a torn rotator cuff or, you know, a torn ACL or something like that. Right. So there's a number of therapies that you could physical, uh, medical, um, therapies and interventions and things like that, that you could do for, for somebody with a problem. Right. So let's just say right before the person's going to go in to get seen by the doctor, they take a whole massive cocktail of every painkiller they know about. To, so that they're not even really even sure that they've got a shoulder. Never mind, does it hurt or not, right? And they go and you go into the physical therapist or a Cairo or an MD or whatever, and they're like, okay, good. Well, does it hurt when you go like that? I don't know. Does it, well, does it hurt when I do this? I don't know. Like, there's almost no therapy that you could do. There's no help that mm -hmm. you could be because you don't even know what's going on. And, and, and like, if I, I know that with my physical therapist, if I came in with, you know, on painkillers, like they'd be like, dude, you gotta, you gotta dry out a little bit and then come see me so I can actually tell what the heck is going on with your arm. You know what I mean? There's could be soft tissue damage that I don't know about, but I can't tell. To me, it'd be, it'd be a little bit similar to, to that sort of thing. If the person is on drugs or, or, you know, let's just say, let's say, I mean, I, I, I I'm, I don't know what you do, what, what your bread and butter is, but uh, like, let's just say somebody came to you. Let's just say you were a marriage counselor, right? Mm -hmm. if, if, if a couple came in to see you, you definitely wouldn't say, okay, good. Here's a, here's a fifth uh, of whiskey. I want you guys to down it right now. And then we're going to do marriage counseling. You're like, you're not going to have a good outcome at that point with them all, you know, liquored up the same way with, if they were, if they were high or something like that, like you're not going to get a good outcome because all of the emotions are being tweaked and altered. You're have, going to have no idea when you're done. You're going to have no idea when you're feeling better. Are, are you feeling better about this? I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's analogous. It, like in Scientology, you're going to like in Scientology counseling, you, you can't have had anything to drink within 24 hours of a, of, of a session. It's not allowed. Uh, you have to be, you have to be off any, any, any drugs that you're on. You have to have completely dried out. If you, if you were on street drugs, that, that gets handled first before any counseling because you can't, it's impossible to be able to actually make any headway, predictable headway when you've got something that is altering the person's um, emotional responses to things to where, because any, any one of these drugs is, go, is going to be making the, what would be your normal response into something else. I mean, that's almost, if you're going to try to define what is psychoactive substance is, you're, 
basically saying that. You're essentially sure. saying that, that if there's, a, if there's a response you should have to this, you're not having that response now. And I guess, I mean, to me on the outside looking in, I always thought, you know, the, I guess the strong opposition to psychiatry, um, it comes because your, I guess your proprietary process is, is auditing, you know, some, some might say it's a, it's kind of like a psychotherapy. I know you're going to ex- say it's very, very different from that, but many people might uh, consider how it's kind of broadly described to be self-help therapy coaching kind of this 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 thing that that um and so i guess one would say you know maybe the hate for psychiatry comes from it's like it's almost we're in competition you know it's like we believe this is the best way to help people and and we don't think the way you're doing it is you know really uh it really works. I mean, it's in competition, but also I, I, I think you deeply disagree with that whole model of, of um, medicating yeah. symptoms. Well, the thing is too, is, is that, is that fine? You, you, you've got, you've yeah. got, yes, right. We, we, we've, we've, we've got a therapy that we, that we definitely feel works really well. And in my experience, it works, it works like a bomb. It just works every time. And, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work when the person is on drugs. It just, it, it just doesn't. So, yep. so basically if you wanted to, to have somebody, not receive any benefit from Scientology, then the answer is get them, you know, irretrievably, you know, irrevocably off, you know, on, get them on drugs all the time. And then you basically, you've, you've made it so that we can't do any work. So that, so that, that's fine. But the thing is too, is that to me, it also uh, checkmates you out of almost any other workable therapy like there's almost no other one-on-one like if like let's just say the problem let's say you have a person who's who's got 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 something that's you know that's a line item in the dsm but in the in the end it's the the person's been on mcdonald's you know for 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 years and is completely you know malnourished and and it's with a nutritional deficiency that when once handled the person is not having those problems anymore Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that wasn't Scientology. That was just good. That was, that was something physical that was wrong with the individual that you could correct. And then that was the why in that case too. So yeah, yeah. And um, I'm glad you brought up other therapies. Where do you stand? Because um, I know you know. I think most people think Scientologists don't like psychiatry. Where do you guys sit with like the other? Um, mental health disciplines, you know, counselors, therapists, people that aren't kind of doing auditing, what's the general feeling towards those other, uh, I guess, practitioners? So I, I, the thing is, is that to me, and this, again, this is, this is, this is my personal feeling. And I, and I, I, I don't have a problem with anybody who's trying to help. Like they, like they legitimately, they've got somebody in front of them and they want to help. And they and if they've got something that they know, like good, I I do this thing, and and they get better. Like and I don't care if it's like, you know, I do I do nutrition and yoga handling. You know, and then that's what works. Mm-hmm. And and I people come in and I I get I handle their nutrition and we do a bunch of yoga and it and it works. Like okay, great, cool. You know what I mean? Because if it's it. If somebody's got uh, something that they're trained on, and again, it's like this is why I, I actually respect somebody 
like you, who it seems like that's what you're trying to do. And from everything that I've seen too, of, 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 of trying to, you know, help folks who have been on, on drugs and they can't get off. And it's like, that's, wow, that's, that's a, that's a massive problem. So mm -hmm. I respect that. I totally respect that. And so I, you know, you and I might have a difference of opinion when it comes to what, 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 what therapy should a person have? Okay. To, but, but a lot of it to me is the intention and, 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 uh, and well, in, in some cases well, I've seen where there's yeah. the, where there, there isn't that intention there. Yeah. Well, you know, the intention as well, but also I guess you guys, um, you know, a lot of psychiatrists out there may have the best intention with what they're doing, but you fundamentally disagree with the philosophy uh, or I guess, you know, with, um, you know, chemical imbalance type of stuff or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel too that there's, that there, there are folks that, that are in that industry. Cause you, cause I go, okay, God, I've, I've, you know, met, met, I've had pharma clients for, um, you know, did a making web systems for and so forth like that. And which is always interesting to me as a, as like a, <laughs> do I really want to make yeah. this guy's website when he makes, when, when he makes what he makes. Right. But, um, but, but I, 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 I've seen, so it's like, it, does everybody who works for, you know, SIBA or something like that, or, or, you know, uh, Lily or something like that, is every one of those guys evil? Uh, no, I do not think that. I do not think that at all. Um, are there evil people that work there that have, uh, that, that are like, good, I, I know that this medication that I'm peddling does not solve the problem, but it is very profitable. Um, and to me that, that, that is, that, that there, there's a, there's a place where the person had a, had a choice of which way to go. And they chose the, the profit route at, when, when they knew that this is not mm -hmm. going to be good. This is not, this is not, this is not long-term gain for people. This is mm -hmm. long-term profit for me. And to me, I go good. That's, that is evil. But a lot of it is, I mean, that's like, um, you know, cause I've thought, I'm glad you brought this up because I mean, I've thought deeply about, um, I guess, overprescription, which is one of the things that I uh, obviously care about, you know, being in the business of bringing people off medications, many of who come to my door saying, you know, I was just put on this for a divorce or I moved states or something like that. And it was just continued for several years. And, you know, everyone I knew was on them. My mom took one. It was didn't seem like a big deal. It just seemed so normal. You know, I, I saw it on TV all of the time. And so I think about that and I know I didn't tell you this when we met the other day, but I've actually worked for three pharmaceutical companies in, in, in different, in different uh, kind of clinical research and safety roles. And oh, so wow. I've been in a lot of the meetings, um, you know, when it comes to uh, whether it's the marketing of the drug and things like that. And I can tell you that um, where I think things go off the rail is really when it comes to commerce. And so I think it's, business. It really is business forces. And there's this strict divide between the scientists, you know, so you have the scientists who they go, okay, I'm going to run this trial. They do it. And then they kind of hand it off. And then there's usually some executive pretty high up. And then, you know, they have to work on the messaging about the drug and everyone goes, oh, you know, FDA, they're watching all of these things. They, they're going to make sure that they're not going to say things about the drugs that are 
not true. And, and that's, and that's true to an extent when it comes to the drug label, you know, you cannot put something that's not backed up by science in the label, but as soon as something gets on the market, a drug company can publish a million articles, you know, hundreds of articles about the positive benefits of, of them. They can hire people to go and speak at conferences. They can take people out to dinner. They can do all of these things and they get to choose what they want to inform people about. It's completely unbalanced. There's no, there's no, hey, you know, you know, it's lip service essentially to the risks. Oh, if you want to know about the risks, you know, you could look at the drug label, you're safe. But everything that's actually kind of said is more about um, this is what this drug does. These are populations that we're investigating in it. You know, you know, if you'd like to use it off label, you know, that's on you. But, you know, I've heard anecdotally that some people have had good experience, but that's on you. And so there's this, that's where I, that's where I kind of put my finger, you know, it, it's, it's, it's where do you, uh, you know, who, who has the most money to, to disseminate the kind of information that they want out there. And so I think a lot of it happens in the public relations and the commercial arms of, of the companies. Um, and that's, and that's how we get in a situation where we have people on drugs for decades who yep. really shouldn't have been on them for decades or people getting on medications who then come to me and I go, you know, do you realize you could have permanent sexual dysfunction from this, or this could be the hardest thing in the world to come off of? And they go, no, you know, I just saw it all over my TikTok. I saw my favorite celebrities taking this. I didn't think it was a big deal. I went to my doctor and they just said, hey, it's no big deal. Like, it's fine. Um, and it's this. And so I think it's this kind of grip that they have over the narrative about the drug. And, and that's, you know, I don't use words like evil, but that's that's where I that's that's the engine for it. It's it's the it's it's what it's the message you choose to fund. And, yep. it, and it's one that is carefully chosen to make people feel comfortable using the drugs uh, and to make doctors feel comfortable prescribing them. And anything you can do to kind of make it seem like there's less of a barrier or a psychological barrier or less concern about risk, I think um, that's, they, they will go and, um, you know, try and get that. That's the message they'll try and get out. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the, yeah. the, the real problem at that point is that the uh, with that level of commercial leverage that they then have, because um, like you mentioned things like you know I can pay this guy to speak at a conference, I can go strike this paper, I can you know, but but then then it goes further than that because obviously you know they're, that 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 a lot of these pharmaceutical companies are they end up as as the as the largest media sponsors for a lot of these media outlets, and so they have tremendous leverage as to um, what what the what 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 the, the the positive messaging is for their product but also uh on 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 anything that that, that may be a, an alternative or in our case where we where we've been directly directly opposed to them like not just like tangentially opposed like oh we've got another we've got a different um uh way of going about it you know which is which you could view that as competition but where we, we also just say hey listen there they're, they're, they're off-label marketing this thing, which was for this, and then they're just pushing it at pregnant women and five-year-olds and, you know, people, this is, that's not okay, it's illegal. And then we've directly been involved in uh, the legal activity that got some of these massive judgments against Johnson & Johnson and some of these other folks that, that, um, that 
then when you get to that state where they got a judgment against them, it was a billion dollar judgment or something like that. And it may have been traced back to us. I mean, a billion dollars is, is a drop in the bucket for them, unfortunately. Uh, if, you, if you look at the overall the overall market for SSRIs globally, I mean, I forget what the number is. It's something on the order of like, what is it? It's like 15 billion or something like that annually. It's something on it's the order. Over, I mean, it's, it's. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I mean, talking about so I think like 15% of the population takes them. I mean, so right. that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the, the, the amount that you can then spend on hit pieces is very high. And, well, let, um, let's, and let's talk about that because, I mean, it's no surprise that, I mean, no surprise to you, probably no surprise to anyone listening here that, um, you know, that Scientology kind of, is sort of at the center of, um, you know, constant, I guess, media attention, very negative most of the time. Could, I mean, do you think that that is linked to the opposition to psych- psychiatry? Is that the the major thing? Because, I don't know, psychiatry is in cahoots with the drug companies. And so because you're so against them, is that, I mean, is that the birth of like the media's hatred uh, for, for Scientology from, from your perspective? It has been for decades and decades and decades, mm-hmm. and and there there have been plenty of times where money was traced back, and so so it's not necessarily it's not it, I mean present time some of it is going to be conjecture and just kind of trying to follow back like what what would what would somebody gain from 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 a smear article who 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 benefits from you know a big hour long expose on on this and not and and. Not a single positive thing said. Even if we, you know, even if we, you know, cured cancer or something like that, it, it wouldn't be mentioned. Like it, sometimes it is it, with, with some channels in specific. It is um, you can't you can't get a single positive article mm-hmm. run. Not 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 one good thing. And and uh, like we could we like we've been whatever volunteering uh, disaster cleanup all kinds of stuff and there's not mm-hmm. a mention. And then there whatever and then 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 you run some. Re- rehash something or other from 20 years ago and then that gets front page it, it's it's a it, so yes i i don't i, I don't run finance I, i'm not sitting in board meetings at, at at you know cnn or you know fox or disney or any of these big media conglomerates i don't know who who pays who and all that kind of stuff but it, it i do know that we were what we were directly attacking and when we said, good, well, here's, here, here's a judgment, and, and a lot of our media was directly involved, and a lot of our, you know, doing this as we're directly involved in some of these judgments, and yeah, who would, who would be mad at us now? And, um, and there's no other real, there's no mm-hmm. other real answer. Um, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, if I cost, if I cost Pfizer, if, if, if not me. If 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 the if, if if the Church of Scientology ends up costing Pfizer a billion dollars, somebody's going to be a little bit mad, and somebody's going to say, "Okay, good. A portion of our PR budget is going to be earmarked for a specific purpose." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's um, and and because then because then I then I find myself. And this is the reason why I just as a as a Scientologist, something that I've just kind of decided that I do is is I just go online and I just you know handle falsehoods. I just say, good, nope, that's wrong. We don't do that. Actually, that's incorrect. We don't do that. And it's a, it's, but it's whack-a-mole. I, I, I don't have 
I don't have the media reach to be able to make even a dent mm -hmm. in that, but yeah, here I am. Okay. Um, you know, Tad, I, I'm, I don't have any questions right now for you, but I don't, I wonder if you have any, any for me. So I guess, um, so if, um, cause you're against, you're, you're against overprescription. So, so if, so if you have something, yes. so, but if you have somebody in front of you, like, like what would be, um, I guess I would be curious, what would be a, a type of an individual that you could have in front of you where you feel like, um, that, uh, if you do a specific set of things that you're, that, a, that a positive outcome is pretty much assured that you could, that you could take somebody with, with a given set of symptoms, um, or a given set of circumstances and, um, and that, you know, that you're, there, there's some things that work for you that, that, um, that a positive outcome is, 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 is maybe it's not 99%, but you, you have a pretty good chance of success. I mean, people are weird. People, people have all kinds of, you know, they're, they're the most complex things in the world, but you know what? I know. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah. So really, really, really complicated. I mean, I'm going to, I assume you're not asking about my drug withdrawal stuff because we do have uh, pretty good protocols for drug withdrawal, but I, I'll assume you're speaking more about maybe garden variety, depression and anxiety, which is pretty, pretty common. Well, so, but, 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 um, so, but drug, drug withdrawals, so you, you do have a system at this point that, that, that that's working pretty well. Like if somebody's like, good, I'm, I'm on, they come to you and they're like, I'm on this, 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 and this. Um, yeah. What, what, what do I do? It, I, I don't want to have a psychotic break. I'd rather come off of this and not go crazy and murder my family. What do I do? Mm -hmm. So uh, for antidepressants and benzodiazepines, I definitely have a system, you know, okay. the, the way, the way we do it. Um, it's, you know, you prioritize the medications based on, you know, the symptoms the person's having or, you know, the risks of the underlying drug. You know, sometimes you also take into consideration how long they've been on it. And then you, you, you pick them off one by one. Usually I put everyone on a liquid if I can and we, and we gradually lower the dose in, in small incremental steps, sometimes as frequently as a drop every day. And uh, we essentially slow people down. Um, if, if they're having unpleasant symptoms. Um, and, you know, I have some patients that are in such, because a lot of the people I withdraw just because I tend to see the sickest people, they, um, they actually have brain damage, really. They have something called protracted withdrawal and it's very painful. And so for some of them, I'll put them on um, opiates while, while I do it as well to, to help them get through it. But that, because there's because there's a lot of physical pain. Because there's physical that's pain. Then, it's not. We're not talking about. We're talking about. We're not talking about. Yeah, like neuropathy, like burning and electrical okay. jolts and things like that. And and so 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 that process works essentially for okay. for everyone. Okay. That's, that's what I do for everyone now. Um, uh, that's really honestly that's that is so much easier than um, helping people with. Um, uh, depression and anxiety because you know what like it's the um it's kind of universal human problems that are coming in you know trauma relationship right. difficulties you know struggles with you know with men it's like you know struggles with uh you know achieving a level of success you want how right. hard is that you know um and so I don't have a process for helping people do that. You know, that's, that's not, it's not my trade. You know, I kind of stay more in, 
in uh, in things that are chemical. So what I would do, and it, this may get people, uh, uh, you know, pretty far along the way, is I bring them off drugs. I make them stop caffeine and nicotine if they're willing. You know, I get them to engage in some kind of exercise. Um, you know, sometimes we'll do elimination diets. And if there's obvious things that I can fix, you know, in their life, you know, that, that have to do with relational problems is probably where I've got the most interest. Uh, I'll, I'll help them address that, you know, okay. you know, how do you have healthy relationships? But there's a, there's a, there's a lot I don't know, you know, yeah, and I've, yeah. I've been doing this long enough to know that there's plenty of things where I would have to go and find other knowledgeable people to, to help, you know, to, to help someone through a, a certain problem they're having. You know what that I, that 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 was that was lovely. What you just said, yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. great. I and, and and yes, and I and I thoroughly respect and appreciate that that approach. I think that's mm -hmm. great. So yeah. so it's 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 um it's actually amazing how how closely I agree with that 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 sort of a a a, a line of work and, and and an approach. And mm -hmm. you're not you're, and I and I don't think that you would. If you explain that, hey, look, this is this is this is what I do, I think you would find ninety nine percent of Scientologists that I know that would say, "Well, that's awesome, and I'm really glad you're doing that." Yeah. Okay. Good. So yeah. as, as as much as as much as you know, because that that is not the same thing as um, uh, uh, in, uh, institutionalizing somebody and um, and pacifying them with ECT. That is. You're, you're, it's, you're almost in a, yeah. in a like to, to, to say that they're a psychiatrist and you're a psychiatrist. We, we do the same thing, obviously. That it's a, it's a basically a different line of work. Well, there's a lot of yeah. So there, there's there's some nuance in there, yeah. um, and 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 so I, I'd I'd say we're probably fairly closely aligned in the in the treatment of I guess anxiety and depression. You know, I would definitely lean away from making people think that they have some kind of medical condition if they're having clear contextual stresses, you know, going on in their life. Right. Um, I am, um, I'm probably a lot more comfortable with using medications in situations where there's like a, you know, if someone came to me and they just said, or their parents were there and they're just like, you know, something has been off since the day he was born. I mean, He's periodically goes into moments of psychosis. You know, we've tried diets, we've tried this, we've tried that. And you know, now he's kind of becoming catatonic occasionally. Um, and now he's been catatonic and he hasn't eaten in a couple of months. I mean, that, that would be one of those outlier cases where um, I would use something like ECT because I have seen it. I have seen it work. You know, do I have a problem with ECT when it's used for things like misdiagnosed depression for sure. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people who have been injured by ECT very recently now, actually. And one of the biggest problems is they get on this. Um, it's almost like a prescribing cascade. They'll, they'll have a normal problem, you know, uh, from hardship in their life. They'll end up on a medication. They'll be in these quick visits. They'll have side effects, things. Well, or, or maybe they just don't get, get better because honestly, the medication can't help someone with poverty or if they're overwhelmed or if they're living in an abusive relationship. Right. So the thing just festers and then the depression gets worse and worse and worse. Um, eventually they end up on multiple drugs and they're deemed as treatment resistant. 
And so the big problem I have with these people is no one ever goes back and unwinds like, you know, where did this start? You know, are we making this worse? Um, you know, they've just kind of stacked drugs. You start shocking that person um, indiscriminately, you, you're going to give them brain damage. Right. Um, and this is something that can last, I mean, it could completely ruin your permanent life. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, I mean, my, my stance has always been like, I mean, it's, I don't think the drugs, the interventions, all that, I mean, they're, I mean, they're just drugs. They're just interventions. They're, they're not evil or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with them. It's, 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 it's how we administer them. It's how we think about them. It's, it's, that's, that's the problem. I, I mean, I probably prescribe, I don't know, but maybe I'm in like the fifth percentile, you know, of psychiatrists and the amount I would feel comfortable prescribing or using interventions. I'm, I'm, I'm way down there mainly because I work in drug harm. Um, but right. It's, you know, I, I want to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I do see that there's uses in some of these cases. But the the real problem, from my perspective, is just how how flippant the prescribing is. I mean, and 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 then we're just in a system where you're incentivized by the number of visits you do in a day rather than actually getting outcomes. And so when you when you have an incentive system like that, people kind of they they rush their evaluations. Um, it's a lot easier to just, I'm going to give you something rather than really help you. Cause that way I can see four people in an hour. And so it's, it's just primed to, to get people on this, uh, you know, on this, on this prescribing cascade to, uh, until right. their, their life just gets ruined. And, uh, and I can imagine too, cause, because there's, there's the, there's the clinical case or, or the, or the, you know, that where, where you've got, where you're, you're a professional and people would, would, would come to you or be brought to you with, with whatever the symptom is that they're having. But then you have the, the other side of things, like a like a school counselor or something like that, where um, you know th there may be a single individual that's responsible for the for the well being of the of a, of a whole school population, and, and you don't you don't have the kind of time that you th need then to uh, and, and resources to to be able to take a take a whatever some use some problematic kid or or maybe they're not that problematic maybe they just really um, you know you, you, like let's say you let's say you know that the root cause of, of of their unruliness was um, they just don't have a clue what's going on in their math class, and they just and they're and and next thing you know they're just creating problems for themselves. <laughs> Handle the subject, and then maybe that was the problem, right? But if you're a school counselor and you've got 500 students and 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 no training to deal with some of this stuff or or inadequate training then um mm -hmm. then then that's the, that's the place where you you, you see that well, i i don't have anything else to do and, and and the problem is you're not sitting still so let's let's handle it so that you can sit still for a class that yeah that that stuff there is like really kind of disturbing i have a high I have a high energy kid as well and i'm always worried that you know i'm going to get this like uh you know you need a medic, you know, she's, you're going to have to go and take her to see someone, which is that start. I'm, I'm kind of looking for schools and things like that, where it's going to be, um, yeah. you know, not in that way. Cause I think that is a big problem, especially, you know, I, I hear about this a lot, just, you know, one degree of separation people I know personally go, 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 go through this stuff where it's just, you know, when there's a problem with energy levels, they'll, they'll start inferring that you need to take them to a pediatrician and, you know, get treatment, you know, and that's, that's not good. You know, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, right. that, that's, you know, do you, like that, 
do you want to mask this, like the symptoms of, of this when it's clearly a bad fit between the kid and the environment that they're in? Right. Um, and sometimes too, like, like, uh, and I'm sure you've seen this with, with, uh, with, with teachers. I mean, just, just speaking, just, you know, just, just about, uh, about school age kids. Um, there are some teachers that, um, that can handle and can deal with high energy kids and some that just, it's just too much for them. And they, and they're, they're even a bad fit for being mm-hmm. a teacher necessarily. I mean, we're glad that they're there, but dealing with a high energy kid is tough. Uh, I had a teacher uh, with, 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 for one of my kids, and she was, she, she was so great with, with kids. It was a Montessori school. And when she came with a high energy kid, she, she was like, you know what? So guess what? You know what your project is for today? Your project is running. And she'd send them outside, and they just, just do yeah. laps, and they're, just, and they're fine. Like, it, like to be able to, to deal with that, not just try to make them sit still, because so with some of those guys, they're just, you're not going to get them to sit still. They're just got, they, they, they got to go. No. So, um, and and that's mm-hmm. where um, that's where I think that, that 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 prescribing medication for what is just the person's a kid, they're a kid, they're being a kid, you know. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. that's that's that, that that's a toughie. And I, but that, that's one of these things too, where you say, so so, what's the handling for that? Well, I mean, unfortunately, the handling in the, in a lot of cases is you got to be able to deal with kids individually. That's the, that's the broad strokes handling. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't we don't like doing that in mental health. We like to kind of put them in a one size fits all sort of yeah. approach. And I guess it's the same with school. It's easier yeah. that way. It's more scalable. But and if you don't have the resources to get something more, you know, yeah, something nice like a Montessori school, then it can be really hard for yeah. you in kind of in, in that situation. I mean, it's, um, it's like for ours, for our for our middle kid, we there's a way we end up homeschooling for that very reason. He was he, he was he, he was mm-hmm. definitely a, a, a different sort of a guy. Brilliant. He was mm-hmm. reading at three years old, but it was tough to get him to sit still through through a class. So it was it was a lot of like one on one. Like, good, we're going to do math. Good. Now you go out, just go, go. And then he'd come back and you know. So it and, and homeschool worked great for him yeah. for a while until he was ready to just go. Good, good, cool. I'm I'm ready for class. We had him in an outdoor school for a while, which was amazing. They would just sit there and just make shelters, and then everything great. <laughs> It was fabulous, uh, but but now he's in he's in he's in public school here, and he's 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 doing fabulous. Yeah. But uh, but that's one of these ones where you just got to take the person who's right in front of you and go. He's different than than my daughter. She can sit in the class. He's not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Well, Tad, I think I think now is a good time to to wrap. I want to um, okay. You know, I want to thank you for uh, coming coming on and uh, having a chat with a psychiatrist. You know, you know so. <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's funny. I, yeah. I, I, uh, I'm like, okay, good. This could go one of a couple different ways and, and several of them are bad, but, uh, you know, let's just, let's, let's just let it rip and just see what happens. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased to have been able to talk to you. Okay, great. Well, enjoy the rest of your uh, Saturday. Okay. All right. You as well, man. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to see the full video interview, we also post these to YouTube. Just go to Wit During Psychiatry on YouTube to find those. You'll also find several YouTube exclusive videos from doctors Yosef and Marissa posted several times a week. Finally, if you need help with your drug taper, getting a second opinion, or managing your post-acute withdrawal, come visit us at witduringpsychiatry.com. Our sole focus is on helping patients regain control of their lives and achieve optimal mental health on as little medications as possible.